ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and friends beyond the binary, and all supporters on Patreon. Hey, patrons, make sure you check out to download the Patreon app because they have this new feature called Lens and uh, L-E-N-S, and I'm going to be checking in. Kind of works like Instagram stories uh, when you are uh, like the top circle. I'm going to try to do some Lens uh, stories for you a few times a week or do the AMAs there. Uh, thanks, patrons. Uh, hey, you all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep, well, welcome to sleep with me the podcast that puts you to sleep we do is a bedtime story all you need to do is get in bed turn out the lights and press play uh, or all you need to do if, if you're we're in the philly or jersey area uh, we're, you know i have family that lives there so i can say all use all use guys uh that's another way they say it. Anyway, all you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press. So I'm going to try to do the rest. What I'm going to attempt to do is uh, create a safe place where you could take a breath. You could sit uh, or stand, whatever your choice. You could lie down, uh, kick back, uh, let your shoulders down. You say, oh, this, you know, this place isn't half bad here. Wow. I think I will uh, take my position of choice. Uh, what do they call it when you could splay? I don't. I'm never sure when I read in a book. I say, "What does splay mean?" They splayed, uh, but I can picture it now. I can picture you splayed on the floor, chilling. And the way I create a safe place is ideally you feel welcome. Everyone is welcome here, and I hope this podcast can help you fall asleep. I'm going to send my voice across the deep dark night. I'm going to use these lulling, soothing, creaky dulcet tones, pointless meanders, tangents, superfluous everything. Like, uh, you know what? There has never been a review that said this, but I just thought of it. A superb in this superfluousness. Or I guess you could say someone like, you know, when you you do that thing where food is really good, where you take your, you do the okay symbol to your lips and then you kiss it. I just did that. You'd say, his superfluousness is superb. I guess it's kind of hard to say. Sally sells a superfluous. Uh, I forgot what the other word was. Uh, superfluous. I did. I just forgot it. Uh, what, did, what did I say? Superfluous tangents? No, that doesn't start with an S. That's how quickly my gray matter uh, changes form. Uh, I'm not even kidding. I forgot what I was talking about. I didn't even pause it or edit it or anything. Uh, but. Uh, what was I good at? I thought I was good at something, but I already forgot. Uh, really, superfluous. Uh, oh, I forgot. I'm good at being superfluous. Uh, so I'm superb. They say, ooh, his super, superfluousness is superb. Oh, then I was trying to say, uh, how about Serena sells, how about Serena sells superfluous uh, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, this is, hey, by the way, welcome to sleep with me. A podcast will put you to sleep. We do with a bedtime story, but structurally, if you're new, welcome. I'm glad you're here. Here's what to expect. The first uh, four minutes or so of the biz, of the show are business, uh, ideally under four minutes. I, I've seen it clocking in under three lately, but, uh, it, that's it. Keep the podcast free. In our over 600 archived episodes free uh, is the listener support or the sponsors. That's how we do that. So we do that to the top of the show, get it out of the way. 
Uh, then we have an intro, which are those are around 12 minutes of me like being superfluous or misusing words that I think I know the definition to. That's more common, maybe, depending on the definition of superfluous. Uh, I will say, my, I think I'm, I am, I, I, I do, like, I, I guess I can't say I'm superb, but that's too much. You know, I did minor in classics and, uh, so I think it that like when you say something, when you say you're superb, that means either I forget if that means you're going to be covered in miasma, or the other one. Uh, but I know it's not good. I, I've read enough comedies. Uh, like I remember, I thought I was going to get an A. This is like a, I was not at college level, but as I said, uh, hey, did you ever notice? Hey, teach. Uh, you ever notice that the uh, the tragedies are hilarious and the comedies are tragic? And it turns out that was a, that was a, uh, not, that was like a French class or something. I was in the wrong room anyway, but, uh, he said, who, who covered me in miasma? I, I don't even know what I'm talking about. I'm lo- looking for a totally different word, but, uh, you know what I mean. Anyway, you didn't even study classics and you know what I mean. Anyway, I'm glad. So the, oh, the intro. Yeah. That's where I ramble on, try to explain what the podcast is unsuccessfully. Ideally, I went over your trust by you saying, well, this isn't half bad. Uh, then there'll be a story a portion of the show. And tonight it's our episodic series, uh, our new episodic series that when I'm recording this doesn't have a title, even a working title yet. It does have a working title. It's just not good. And I'm big on title. I think titles are very important. <laughs> They're very important to me, especially when I, like uh, the girl that lived in a theme park is the... the uh, the working title. I think that's the first time I've said that out loud on the show, but uh, by, maybe by the time this re- is released, it'll ha- I think it will have an actual title. That one's a little bit wordy, and uh, it's a little bit too straightforward for me. Yeah, so I'm working on it, but... Uh, so oh so we'll be we'll have that that'll be like about forty five minutes and we'll have some thank yous at the end so that's how to expect the show it starts with business then there's an intro which you can skip the timestamps are in the show notes and uh, then the thank yous and, and the story stuff so you can skip ahead to the story but a lot of listeners find these intros uh, I, I was going to say superb but I was like doing a you know. Whatever that other one is, uh, it's not pathos. Uh, uh, that could, that could, pathos could be another one, or is it pathos? Pa- I don't know my pathos or my pathos. So that's that much is clear. Uh, but I do know that I'm here to help. Uh, so that's the structure of show. Here's the thing: you don't really need to listen to this podcast. I think you figured that out on your own in the last uh, six minutes. Uh, it's a little bit goofy. It's a lot of bit like uh, it's a little bit weird for sure, and if you're skeptical, of course you are. This is a podcast is supposed to put you to sleep. What do you mean? What do you want? You know what's the angle? What are you going to do? Well, here's I told you what to expect structurally. You don't need to listen. That's another thing. So no pressure to 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 pay attention, and also no pressure to fall asleep. I'm going to be here, Candy, to keep you company. Your boar friend, your boar bay, your boar bud. Ideally, I will earn your trust, and one day I'll be your boar bestie, or your be you know boar best boar friend ever. I don't think people do that. You think that ran out in like 2015? I just started doing it. That's how I know. Like E V is it E V A H or E V A? 
Uh, or I could just be your, you know, you could even call me your, like, uh, like whatever, like you could pretend that, that, uh, you say, well, I'm just calling you over, like I'm on your on call, your Borsus. I guess that's what I'd be, uh, your Borsus. You say, yeah, I, I come over, like, same type, of, it is the same kind of relationship, except I'm at a distance. Uh, and you say, yeah, I'll be here about an hour. That's this, uh, that's similar. Never thought about these similarities. Uh, I'm digital, uh, so that, yeah, you get you get a little bit more boundaries. You can imagine me, however far away you want me. Uh, like, believe me, I, if, uh, I understand. And I'm here to kind of try to relax you and put you at ease, but in a little bit different way. Uh, but you're, like I said, you're under no pressure to fall asleep. Fall asleep at any time. I guess it is like I don't know. I like, I can't get massages uh, because I get too tense. Uh, yeah, they say, can't you relax? They say, no, you're, you're, you're massaging me. How am I going to relax? Uh, uh, and I say, okay, I'll try. But now I can't stop thinking about relaxing. It was the same thing when I ride out, when I went on a horseback ride in that horseback riding episode. And they said, they said, can you relax your body? I said, no. Uh, like, could you relax? No, I can't do it. Uh, especially now that you've brought it to my attention. I thought I was as chill as, uh, a cucumber, uh, but I'm realizing you're observing me, and uh, there's no doubt about it. I'm not relaxed, and that's where maybe a little relatability comes in because I—that's an issue I have at bedtime, uh, where I start thinking past, present, future. Maybe for you it could be something different, or you're just traveling. But I've been there, and that's why I call it the deep dark night because that's how it feels to me. And you say, "What in the heck?" Uh, they just want to get a good night's sleep, please. Uh, or they just want to get out of my head. And that's what I'm here for. And I've, obviously, I try to add some levity to what is a legitimate and serious uh, situation that I'd like to help with. Now, this podcast doesn't work for everybody. So give it a few tries. That's what most reviewers say. Is like, Jesus took three tries, two tries, uh, ten tries, uh, Recently, someone said it took a month. Uh, I bravo for sticking with it for a month. Uh, you know, but I grow on you. Uh, and I hope I can help you fall asleep because I've been there. And I think you deserve a good night's sleep. Uh, and I work very hard. And I strive. I appreciate you trying out the show. And I really hope and I really yearn that I can help you uh, fall asleep. Uh, thanks so much for, for coming by. Uh, when you first came and you entered my long long hallways it wasn't the size that surprised you it was the fact that they were so dry and so clean that the rugs were still intact uh, that even the dust had continued to be filtered out though not all of it and you walked up and down those hallways in amazement uh, and I, I couldn't tell if you were happy or, or displeased. Uh, and then you found your way into the cavernous ride room with the giant uh, superstructure. And you could say that that room was uh, the size of an airplane hangar. And I guess you'd kind of be partially right. Uh, it's more like a gliding a simulator hangar. But still, you walked around every inch of the floor. Uh, 
over the first couple of days, just looking and 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 I couldn't help it. You know, my building was more or less hermetically sealed, and I guess we were well built to keep things going for the guests. Uh, but then you seem to grow more comfortable with the, the dry, clean conditions. And I thought it was funny you decided to sleep in the hall. I don't know if it was the carpet or the fact that you could get up against one of the walls uh, in my queue of all things where people would stand and wait in long, long lines uh, for hours in my lines. And they would play games on what now were blank walls, uh, interactive uh, video games, they called them, or group games. But the walls were blank uh, because all of that was just a projection. And I, I guess I didn't even realize it till you came how little signage I had that was not projections. And the projectors were off. Uh, I didn't know what worked and what didn't work. But none of that seemed to interest you. You seem to be most interested in continuing your physical conditioning. And I guess I was perfect for that, because uh, you could run up and down the halls, uh, back and forth, uh, maintaining a nice uh, pace. And, and then you could climb in my superstructure, Climb up and climb down and swing from one side to the other. You know, the ride was kind of uh, stuck in place in, in, in the, uh, in the simulator mode, not in the loading mode. But that meant it gave you plenty of place. I, I thought, I said, is, is she having fun? Is she adventuring or is she just working? But you didn't seem particularly interested in what my ride was or what it was I did. You just seemed intent on getting stronger and getting good sleep. I enjoyed watching over you it curled up against the wall of the queue. You know, sometimes you'd change spots. I never knew if, why you did that. If there was, I said, I don't think there's any drafts. Uh, uh, but maybe that was just uh, some sort of uh, ritual you had. But part of me did find it delightful that because there was no signage, you, you really had no idea what those guests were always waiting in line for. Now where you slept, uh, how they would stand and chit-chat. Some would play games on their phone. Uh, some would be distracted by their phones. Uh, some people would have uh, genuine conversations. A lot of planning went on, and then at some point the waits became long enough where they installed the uh, the, the, the cue games uh, for them to play. But you had no idea what they were waiting for. Uh, you had no idea who I was, really. That all the guests were waiting for their chance to go gliding or glide in, as the sign really said. And there you were, climbing up and down their gliders. Uh, and because uh, the screen, I guess, to you, 
I always thought it looked like the inside of an egg when I would hear guests uh, talking about eggs. Uh, I heard some guests describe it that way. But then I listened in more detail and I said, maybe my screen does look like the inside of an egg. But there you were, uh, conditioning yourself, climbing up and down my gliders, uh, thinking they were girders, but the gliders are held in place by girders, uh, stacked to three high, 60 feet up. Uh, and none of that seemed to phase you at all. But then there was that fateful day uh, when you kind of figured it out and you just plopped your butt right into the seat. Uh, or maybe you had figured it out earlier, but you didn't have time to stop with your conditioning. But you sat in one of the seats of the top of the glider. You caught your breath and the sweat trickled down your brow. And then you started playing with the seat belt. Uh, it only took a few pulls till you got it uh, to work, and you got it, uh, and it clicked into place. And when it did, I saw your eyes react almost immediately as the belt across your lap uh, became secure. And because the ride was already in motion position, uh... The belt was secure. And I don't know if this is a moment you'll look back on and think that things changed for you. But I saw time slow down as I observed your face and your reaction. Because there you were, uh, with the belt across your lap, and you went through... Many reactions uh, that would have been natural, thinking, oh, how at first you pulled, and then you wiggled. But, uh, you know, your first efforts were more of a reaction, uh, more of a, okay, this isn't, this, this, uh, they called them seatbelts, by the way. I don't know if I mentioned that. I, I know you probably didn't. Maybe you did, though. It's a belt that goes across your seats. I guess it's a lap belt, and I think maybe that is what they call them. But here you were, uh, uh, you know, I guess part of the ride at this point, you were latched in. And while it was only a few minutes, I know it was a trying few minutes on you, uh, when you were just reacting to thinking you were stuck there. And I think it changed our relationship a bit, or maybe your relationship. Maybe it awakened something in you you hadn't been thinking about. But eventually you wriggled out. You said, oh, wait a second. If I just squeeze my hips back here, and you were able to reach above you, and, you know, I guess like a twist and turn, whatever, they, what do they call that, your hips or your pelvis, uh, and you got the belt off, and you slowly squeezed out, and you're fine. But you wouldn't buckle the belt ever again, I know I know that much. But it did get your attention, too, about me and who I was. Uh, your heart was still beating after those moments of being uh, uh, stuck with the belt. And you even sat in the seat next to it, uh, and you looked accusingly at that belt, uh, 
But then you really looked at the screen and you looked at all of the seats uh, facing forward, facing the screen. And I guess you let your uh, your heart rate return to normal. Those up about when you were sprint, just like when you were sprinting up and down the halls, uh, but a different uh, kind of fast beat. Uh, a connection to something beyond uh, uh, physical conditioning. I also think there was an element of uh, the sterility of me, uh, the fact that I hadn't been touched by the outside, but that I really was empty in a way with no projections. Uh, it was just a simple, basic uh, thing. I don't think you you liked that either. Maybe that was something you noticed when you were sitting with the seatbelt across your lap. But I also think it was something you were feeling with me. My emptiness and my blankness. Uh, maybe something more ominous that you had held at bay because you had been alone for so long. I don't know if you had felt uh, alone before. And how would you even, I don't understand how you could even contextualize that, but somehow you did. Or maybe, maybe I'm projecting, I don't know. Because all of it was just flashing across your face. So it kind of made sense as you set out, uh, as you set out to figure out what my ride was. Finally, I said, well, put aside the running and the conditioning, but you more scheduled it, uh, and eventually you found uh, the projector room. And I guess the caretaker probably had less work uh, uh, because everything had access to the power. And you just had to slowly power it up and uh, figure out the technology and and how to make the projector work. And then... The ride didn't quite glide like it used to, but it, you got it gliding. And, you know, we had the two different ride movies. Continental Gliding was the new one, and that was the one you watched over and over again. You sat there and yeah, felt, uh, you know, my motion was a little bit more jerky, uh, but, uh, you know than it had been in the past, but gliding over the continents of the world, over the major uh, sites, uh, over natural beauty, constructed beauty, ancient beauty, and, you know, nice stuff. I guess I don't have to say just beauty, because some of it may have been majestic. Uh, some of it was unfathomable to you. As you watched it over and over again. And all of the videos, uh, or all of the scenes, uh, you know, even though they were larger than life, they had the larger than life people there, too. I mean, they were to scale. But they were there enjoying the sights, uh, usually in some sort of group of togetherness. Uh, I don't know if there was any video at all of just one person. I know on the Great Wall to China, there was uh, people walking and there was a little distance between them. But there was always more than one person. But at the same time, I think you noticed as you watched it over and over again that there was something 
unreal about it all, that these were actors and not real. Why would they wave at a, a, you know, surreal camera or whatever was uh, flying over them at the the gliding guests? And then you watched it gliding over the West, uh, which covered the Western United States and was usually, I guess, initially designed just to be shown in the Western United States, but then it was shown in Florida and some other parks across uh, the world. Uh, but you saw more mountains and you know, more cities and more people, canyons and rivers, more deserts, very structurally similar. I don't think my smell later was working, so you didn't get to smell the orange groves or the desert or the sea spray. I think that his uh, nozzles had all dried up. But you sat there and you watched uh, that video over and over and over again. Just like with the first one, even quicker, you grew bored with it. Uh, you noticed... Uh, that it was uh, something, I don't know. You seem to enjoy it, uh, but uh, I guess because it's predictable, or maybe the people weren't real enough for you. Uh, and then you would play it for a little while, while you exercised, while you climbed up and down the superstructure. And then you seem to kind of seem to grow cross with the videos, and would go and shut them off. Uh, and then you would play them. I think the background noise was nice. You figure, figured out the projection uh, thing pretty quickly as you looked through the ride. And, you know, some of them, the signs were just a, a simple projection, not a, pro, you know, a projector projecting a static image as opposed to a moving image. Uh, but you played with those and you examined those uh and you kind of grew bored quickly. Uh, but I, I don't know if it was growing on you. If you're, you. While you were physically growing strong, I was like, is, is she growing soft, uh, sleeping on a carpeted floor? Uh, but then you explored deeper because, uh, and maybe this is why my building was so uh, airtight. Why, you know... The outside world hadn't crept in yet. Eventually it would, uh, but it would take a much longer time than the rest of the park. Uh, that was because below my ride was the uh, server room for all the other videos in the park. And eventually you found a hatch that led down there. And then there was the monitoring room. And... Uh, is the physical backups that they made of uh, uh, particular videos, because most of the servers, uh, though some were solid state, uh, they weren't functioning. But it, it took some time for you to figure out firing all that stuff up, and I'm sure the caretaker was busy making sure you had the power you needed. And you occupied your time figuring out what was this equipment, what did it do. And there was even a couple of video, live videos, uh, the cameras that actually were still working in the park. Uh, 
and you would see some alerts from that. Uh, but then you dug into the archives, and then you started watching the archived videos. Uh, at first, just seeming haphazardly grabbing things and and looking, and and you know some some of the servers you were able to access, and then digging into the physical backups and watching people and watching families and watching them just go through the park or days and days of uh, a video from our quaint downtown streets and all the shops. Uh, and you are nothing if not creative, because then you said to yourself, I assume, uh, you put two and two together and were able to get those videos playing inside of me and gliding. And instead of gliding, it was just uh, archived. Uh, well, at first it was just archived uh, video uh, from the, those cameras, which is ex extremely tedious uh, to me. Uh, but to you, it made really nice uh, background. And, and I guess those were more real people there, uh, doing things. Uh, but I guess you didn't realize that you were going through the archives in order. And that one day you got to the archives and you set it up and you were going to, I guess you were going to do your little workout there and, and play it, uh, but it was a day, uh, the first time in a long time, the park didn't open. Yeah, but the video still recorded the whole day with no guests. And then the next day, uh, there was no guests and the video played and no one was there. And then it was the third day with no guests, uh, and it had caught your attention, and you were uh, watching it out of the corner of your eye, and it seemed to be growing unhappy with it. Uh, and then on the fourth day, all the employees were there. The employees were back, and they don't think you were paying attention to those other videos very closely. But you could see something with the employees, like... Uh, that there was a less of them than you had observed in the past, and that they seemed to be more in physical contact with one another, and their eye contact was, well, it was strained. It was much more uh, connected. And then they walked with one another, and they went to their places, and the park opened and there was guests there, and, and you, you, you could tell there was something different about the guests, uh, that something had changed in them. And then, like a little detective, you stopped watching and you went back. Uh, and you went back to the days that the park was closed, and you saw the occasional maintenance employee with a glum look on their face, and then you backed up to the day... And you hadn't noticed that the day before the park was closed, the park closed early. But then you watched all the guests being escorted out 
with uh, looks on their face like when the belt clicked into place for you and all leaving and, and kind of holding one another and looking uncertain. And then the employees kind of the same look after the park had emptied out, uh, uh, taking time with one another, loving one another, comforting one another. I thought that was interesting because I was mesmerized from a much different angle than you were. And you seemed to focus on the comforting that the co-workers were providing, that the families were providing. And then you went back and watched it again and watched the people return to the park and uh, how they were uh, different than the people that had been at the park just months before. They were much less casual, much more deliberate in in how they treated one another, in some sense of kindness, but backed up with something else. And they seem to be seeking that comfort, not only providing it and, like, uh, by giving comfort, giving it back, but seeking it in the workers and in the park itself, like, uh, it was a refuge uh, from an outside world. And, uh, you know, after a few days, uh, people kind of seemed to revert for a little while, uh, back to kind of a more casual attitude. And the, the, the attendance of the park, uh, uh, slowly trickled back to normal. And of course, then the, 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 uh, the archives ended. But you were, uh, I don't know, there was something new in you. And you started digging deeper into the physical archives. And it was, uh, strange that you came across this trove of what, uh, I think the, uh, the people in the control room called follow videos. And you started watching these follow videos because they had been assembled and edited together, I think. Uh, and they were archived for, uh, I guess, uh, they were holding these and it would follow, uh, someone and they would be doing something like going past a park boundary. And the videos would be watching them. And then eventually some of the park staff would say, hey, you're going to have to leave. You can't go back there. We're going to have to ask you to leave or whatever it was. Or, you know, people with their loved ones that had gone to the big farm within, you know, spreading them. You watched that. But most of the videos, most of the follow videos were children of various ages, uh, you know, sometimes they were, they'd uh, gotten a little lost and they just needed help uh, reconnecting with their family. But the rest of them uh, were children taking things, uh, and the camera would follow them, and it would start with them looking longingly and then looking around and then going from room to room. And it was a definite pattern, and it crossed all ages and all the children, I mean, not all the children of the park were doing it, of course, but all sorts of different children. And it was different things every time, too, an earring here, candy there. But most of the time, it was a stuffed animal or something they could hold. Uh, 
and you would watch them and you'd watch and, and you, you could figure it out just from their body language. And most of the videos had no sound and you would see them, you know, take a little stuffed animal, maybe it was small enough to, to slip into their pocket and they would walk off and, you know, most of the time they let the parents pay for it. They'd go and uh, walk up to the children after they'd reunited with their parents and say, hey, by the way, uh, did you want to pay for that? And uh, the parents normally would react uh, with a little bit of embarrassment or a little bit of an upset. Uh, and sometimes they would buy the thing. Sometimes they would scold. Some parents would say, deflect things to the park staff. I guess that's why they kept all these videos archived. But you just kept watching, and I think you kept watching the beginnings again and again and again because it was like this thing they used to say, love at first sight. And I don't know if it was always about love, but you could see it on the child's face where the idea would erupt, uh, as they made eye contact so many times with these stuffed uh, uh, animals or uh, friends of the characters, I guess we would call them, uh, plushes. Uh, and you would watch the children's face and they would walk by and they'd have this undeniable connection uh that I guess we came more of a saying, I have to have this. Uh, and sometimes they would be very humorous, and even you would laugh at uh, the uh, uh, lack of foresight of the child, thinking they could just pick it up and walk away or sneeze and then run out the door or whatever. Uh, but I guess those cameras were everywhere for a reason. And I also remember you fixating on after they would have it, uh, that other, uh, set of looks, uh, they would have between their body and their face and their breathing and the tension of their muscles, uh, a relief, uh, comfort and also a thrill, uh, driven by this forbidden thing they were doing. And you would watch that over and over again, too. And I said, what is she doing? And you would even project these up on the the gliding screen. And uh, I couldn't think anything funny, you know, but uh, lifting, I think. They called it shoplifting. Not at the park, they didn't. Uh, but I think that's what they, the parents would say. How could you shoplift that? uh Friendly Frog, or whatever the character's name was. But what I didn't realize was it was awakening something else in you, because you started then looking at the cameras that were working in the park and trying to figure out where the cameras were and running them through diagnostics to see if you could get them started back up. And some of them actually did. Uh, I guess that was the... uh uh, most hardened uh, electronics in the park. And you got the cameras working. And then you started observing the park. Uh, 
and it state places you had been and places you had yet to go. And I was like, is this the first time seeing this? What is she thinking? But then I realized you were trying to find, uh, you hadn't been at the downtown shops, uh, so you're trying to find the cameras there because that's where so many of the children were, I guess they would say, tempted or more than tempted. And you found the downtown shops and and then you found some of the other shops and you were looking and you were using the ca- cameras that were still operable with the zoom and the controllers uh, looking in the shops uh you know, most of the things had gone or weathered away. I didn't realize what you were looking for, of course, until afterwards. Uh, I thought you were maybe seeing, was there any children do? I, I said, doesn't she know that's the past? All those videos are the past. Does she know that? Uh, how I underestimated you, I guess. But yes, you watched the video, the live streams over and over. But I guess it was clear you were searching for something, not someone. And eventually something caught your eye. It wasn't at one of the main shops. It was at, uh, it was at one of the biggest shops over in Science City. And you watched it and I guess that shop was built well like I was, uh, you kept an eye on it, uh, and you moved the camera, and you eventually got the c- camera to within the shop, within the store. I don't know what they call those. You know, I'm an attraction. I don't associate with your shops. I don't know a lot about them. But you've looked inside, and then you ventured out, and you left the video playing the live stream up on my gliding screen, so I was able to watch you, uh, to follow you as you set out from me uh, one morning, and you headed out across it, and it was a lot of distance you needed to cover. But if you are one thing, it is uh, focused. Uh, so you set out across the property because you had to leave... Uh, the part of the park I was in and go across uh, some of the undeveloped land through grass and down broken asphalt and, you know, some of the road was still intact. Uh, You'd even made a physical map, uh, but I think the only map you needed was in your mind. And you walked, you... uh, you didn't seem interested in observing anything, whether it was uh, drainage basins or uh, signs or anything. You had a unitary focus uh, to get uh, to Science City. And so you made your way into the park that contained Science City. And you went through... The entr- the same entrance you'd seen all those children uh, come in and out of. You'd seen all the guests leave uh, on the day we closed early. It, it didn't phase you. You didn't even stop to look around uh, uh, the, the downtown shops. You headed right towards uh, 
science city on your map and what you had seen on the videos and you seem to just travel the line that the cameras were watching uh and you trudged there you rested at one point to eat the lunch you had uh, prepared for yourself uh an egg and some leafy greens uh and then you headed into Science City, you ignored all the attractions there. All my partners in Science City were ignored. You made your way to the shop in the back. Uh, and it took a little while because the doors weren't uh, operating. And you had to really do some, uh, make some adjustments. I guess it was pretty, pretty strong. That's an understatement. But you used a chair as a lever. And I guess I was proud of you. I, I was uh, confused, and I guess I feel like we have a strange, distant relationship, the two of us. Uh, but you pried that door open, and you went into the shop, and you paused in the doorway. You looked around like you were a camera. And then you uh, laid eyes on it. Uh, why they had uh, these in uh, uh, the Science City shop, but... Uh, they had all of our main characters as little babies, uh, swaddled, or I guess they were more toddler age, uh, in swaddling. I guess for a child that would want a child. And they were very cute, and you made your way there. And there was a Serena the Swan, wrapped in swaddling clothes, uh, on a shelf, uh, or display, and you picked one up, and you looked right at the camera, and you smiled. Uh, and I said, I, 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 like, uh, I guess I smiled in some way. You cradled her in your arms, and you trudged all the way back to me. All the way back. It took you a full day back and forth, uh, with the roundabout way you needed to go. And then you walked right in my hallway and you curled up with Serena the Swan, the baby Serena the Swan, and you made her a little bed and you tucked her in and you talked to her. And I'll be honest, I rewatched the tapes. Uh, I watched your face and... I watched the love at first sight, even though you had clearly seen Serena the Swan, the baby swan before. I watched you look at that display. I watched you sweep her up in your arms uh, and hold her. And I thought about all the uh, acts of comforting I'd seen. I said, oh, I thought about you when the belt crossed your lap and clicked into place and how you would have reacted differently if you had Serena the Swan cradled in your arms. And I watched as you got ready for bed, uh, night after night, for the time you were with me, which wouldn't be much longer. Uh, that Serena the Swan, you were giving her comfort every night and every day. And you would say, it's okay, Serena. You didn't know she was Serena. Or maybe you did. I, I, that was always confusing. I couldn't he exactly always hear what you were saying to her, so I imagined you were calling her Serena. 
Say, I'm just going to climb these, uh, and you would show her your muscles, uh, and you say, it's okay, do you want to run with me, uh, Serena, and you would run up and down the hall, cradling her, and then you'd say, just watch me run now, and you would feed, and I forget, sometimes I forget you're a child too, uh, whatever it is we would call it nowadays, uh, and, uh, I'm so glad you had found uh, Serena. And I said, is, who is comforting whom here? Uh, but I think we both know the answer to that. And uh, I, I, I said, well, I guess that's why they made these little baby. And I was, I, I don't have, you know, I couldn't physically change the, the, the archives to watch any. I said, how many, like, was this the most popular item that was, uh, was taken was, uh, uh, swaddling uh, babies, but I think it was more, they weren't able to be slipped into the pockets. I think it was probably candy is the most popular thing. Uh, but uh, I guess uh, Serena stole your heart, and you, I guess you didn't steal her because uh, she's, uh, but I'm glad you have someone to comfort, and I know I'm not the most comforting ride, just a ride of projectors and metal and uh, sterile hallways. Uh, but I'm glad you found what you were needing. Uh, maybe, or maybe you found something else while you were here. And uh makes my heart feel like it's gliding. Uh, so rest there with Serena the Swan. You two... Snuggled up in a queue, uh, uh, cuddled and uh, sleeping well. Good night.